Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Woo! That's good to hear. That's good to hear. You're full of energy. I am. I really am. It's uh, full I'm, of zest. I am. I'm full of... You're very zesty tonight. I'm full of... Youthful rebellion, youthful I guess, rebellion. is probably the best way of putting well, it. Well, it's all those punk concerts you go to. Yeah, I know, it like is. Punk music. It is, yeah. I went to, like, the mother of all of them this week. So, I got to see Blink-182 again this week. Um, I say again, because I've seen them before, but sans Travis, and uh, this time, everyone was here. So, it was pretty special. I'm Even gonna... Snake? Yeah, he was. Fuck. Yeah, it came out in the box. And then, Shit. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, How they get that to happen? Nah, that, that, that happens at the Bring the Horizon concert, <laughs> right before they play Shadow Moses. That's the one I'm yeah. going to. I know. And I'm going to see Sleep Token. Um, Dom. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I went and saw Blink-22. Um, yeah, it was great. I'm not going to bore everyone about it, because I've already bored Kyron with my, my retellings of Joel, it. Joel, I enjoy you being excited. It was like, just nice. I've, yeah. been, I've been living through it today again with everyone who I follow on social media or that I know that's going to the Taylor Swift concert. Mm-hmm. It's just cool to see people love things. And look, I'd be, I'll be honest. I did see um, Jamie Galea mm. on Twitter tweet out. He's just like, I'm not really a Swifty, but I kind of want to see what hell looks like. He, put, he, was, he was in one of the uh, ticket tech queues. And I was like, you know what? I'll open it up too. Obviously, obviously not going to happen. Yeah, but no. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah, oh, well, maybe. It's one of those things it where... Could, it could happen. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, yeah. I do like release tickets what? sometimes when there's like, when they find out they've got more seats than they thought. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I was like, I'm like, seriously considering if I do see someone just being like, hey, I got a ticket to one of the Blink shows next week in Melbourne for like 170 bucks, I'll be like... <laughs> mm, can I make this work? Because uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been a really good special week for music. I mean, big big tours in Australia. Like, it's insane how many big people have been between like from November to now. Well, the, for instance, Garen, this like just to go music chat for a little bit. Like today alone, we have Taylor Swift in Melbourne, we have Blink One Eighty Two in Sydney, we have Pink in Brisbane. Like. Regardless of what your thoughts and opinions are on any of those artists, you can't deny that's fucking massive that's big numbers. Queens of Estonia here at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah, like um, wild shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Like um, we are truly eating at the moment. Swimming in great things. gigs. Yeah, but not not enough time or money to go to them. So, unfortunately. Or in some cases, seats. <laughs> or that too, yeah. Well, hey, I bought those Blink tickets over a year and a <laughs> yeah, half ago. Like, your, I've been, your patience was rewarded. I've been nesting on those <laughs> like a very patient hen. Um, and, uh, yeah, my reward was a shiny gold egg. It was great. Um, very much enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, again, I won't go into the details of how... Well, I mean, Joel, I haven't been doing much else, so like, yeah. it's kind of like what we've got. So. Uh, I mean, look, hey, I cried at least four times, so, um, and yeah, it was great. The set list was incredible. They There was some surprises on there, and I'm like, oh, really? They're playing this? Including they played one of the tracks off, I mean, spoilers if you're going to one of the concerts this, in, on this tour, but, you know, they seem to be changing the set list up every night, like, um, here and there. So, um, they played one of the tracks off. Um, one of the albums that Tom wasn't on um, and had Tom sing on it. And it was like, 
oh, this is interesting. This is an interesting feeling. And it was great because it was one of my favorites of one of those albums. Um, and yeah, they also, like, one of the songs that were like, oh, fuck it, we're going to change the set list up tonight. It's Valentine's Day, we're going to play this song. And they played Always off, um, off the self-titled album, which is one of my favourites. Um, and, like, for a multitude of reasons. And it's it, it was just like, I, yeah. I think it was, like, the second time I cried. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah. It was just, it was brilliant. Like, so good. Ignoring the fact that it was, like, absolute nightmare to get to Melbourne. Um, but, you know, that... <sighs> I did it. We got there. You I, made it and you made it back in one piece. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those Kerwin Frost Macca's boxes on the way home as well. I got my little McNugget buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> Can't have three of them already. It's, I, it's, it's, I, it's, it's not okay. I, 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 Joel, I didn't say anything. You're, no. the, you're the one condemning yourself. No, here. yeah. That's, it's not okay. And I also have 20 of the Coles Pokemon oh builders God. as well. I just look. If it helps, that's only like a fraction of all the current Pokemon, so it's not even that bad. It's not. It's not. And that's okay. That's okay. I've got some good ones yet. If you came to me and said I've got about nine hundred of them, mm. yep, then we'd have problems. Obviously, they haven't made that many, but yeah, like, I was not say it'd be a concern. If that, that is the, the reality that you could be living in. So, if, like twelve or so is fine. It's very that's true. Nothing. I don't have my favorite. I don't have my Snorlax yet. <laughs> I haven't got my my boy Snorlax. So he's out there somewhere, Joel. He's will, just yep. waiting for you. And then I found out that there was like a sneaky, like hidden thirty sixth one that they're like not publicizing in any of the promotional material, except when you go to the website to like watch the videos and how to build them. Um, and it's just like, hey, he's had to build Mew and Mewtwo, and I was like, wait, what? What? Sorry, what? So yeah, apparently there's like a limited edition one that you can find somewhere, and I was like, I want it. I want it. They've got you, man. They do. You're, you're on the hook. They do. You're gonna go and spend all your money at Coles. I am, I am, yeah, you know, regardless of, again, your opinions on that. Anyway, let's not get into any of that fun all, stuff. All the supermarkets suck. Yeah, yeah, they they're all screwing us all over, so. I'm just going to go oh, there well. buy my stuff and pay my money and get my Pokemon and have some sort of, <laughs> like, moment of joy, that dopamine hit of opening up packets. So, um, yeah, let's move on, uh, let's move on into a cheeky little quest log. Mission completed. Quest Log. The Quest Log is, of course, our What We've Been Playing segment of the show where we uh, go away, play some games, come back, talk about them here. This is this is the spot for it. And we're going to do that right now. Uh, Kyron, you've been playing, uh, playing some demos this week. Yeah, I think we mentioned last week that it was Next Fest, and I was like, I'm not going to have time to play any demos. <laughs> and I, I managed to find time oh. on the Saturday night. Good. I good, downloaded good. a bunch and played two. As I, you do a next fest, you're like, oh, maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll play two demos. Yeah. So it's fine. It's like, whatever. You and know, then, like, time's limited, and I wanted to really just go back to Persona. Yeah. But it's I made some time for a couple of demos. Yeah. And then, like, four months later, you'll go back and look, and I was like, what is all this stuff on my heart? Yeah. Uh, I literally, in the act of downloading these demos, mm-hmm. there were the remains of the last next fest mm-hmm. demos. I'm like, yeah. delete that, delete yep. that. That game's out now. So is that game. Mm-hmm. Just yep. clear them all out. Yeah. <laughs> Finish that game. Yeah. Was, ooh, hey, uh, don't do the demo anymore. Um, but Kyron, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you've been playing here. So I played one of them is pretty much the most on-brand thing you could think of uh, because I, once I saw a demo for it, I was like, well, shit, I've been excited for this game since it was revealed at the Game Awards in yep. December. I want to play the demo. And that was for, um, hang on, I've got the name here. 
Tales of Kenzara Zhao. I'm not sure how it's really pronounced, but Hi. the gist of it, all you really need to know is this was that game announced by Abubakar Salim at the Game Awards. And the presentation was just like immediately had me like, this guy cares. Yeah. This guy's invested. Mm-hmm. This is what I this is what I like about game reveals. And then they were like, also it's a Metroidvania, and I was like, sick, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. That's a, you, whoa, 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 you made your sale. And they showed a trailer and it was like, this looks sick. They're like, hey, it's gonna be out next year and like in April. In like, April. Whoa, it's okay. like, okay, uh, all right. Shit. Um, this looks really good. Uh Karen, been, we've had three shows back since we started back this, this year, and yep. two of them have been Metroidvania focused right. ones. You know, we're on brand. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a simple man. If it's I, if I see a good Metroidvania, I generally will play it. Yeah, um, I will get to Prince of Persia. Like it's on my list. Maybe so in a few months when things calm the fuck down, potentially, potentially even after this game because this game's in April, which yep. is just outside the window of everything else. But we'll see. Right. But anyway, back to Tales of Kanzara. Um, it a lot of like a lot of as I was playing it, I was reminded of Prince of Persia, the Prince of Persia demo. I was mm-hmm. reminded of Metroid Dread. It's very much a actiony sort of uh, Metroidvania. So again, the Dread and Prince of Persia comparisons are hard to avoid. Um, the main, the, the cool hook is you basically have the sun and the moon as like your like combat personas, I guess. Neat. And you can sw- you can toggle back and forth at will. Cool. Uh, the moon is like a ranged one, which you can aim around like in Dread. You can aim the her, uh, the gun arm. Yep. Uh, and then the sun is a melee one. So again. Having those two options is pretty neat. I am bad at switching things up, so sometimes I would do an entire encounter as for someone. I'm like, oh, I could have shot some guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I did that in Prince of Persia all the time. I was, I was like, oh, shit, I got a bow and arrow here. Yeah, like, that's right there. Yeah, they're like, do you want to upgrade? I'm like, nah, give me the better knives. Give me the better knives. Give me the big swords. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel I, I feel you on that one. Just yeah. being like, oh, yeah, shit, I've got other abilities here. But, uh it's just, it's such a simple thing because like a lot of what the game did wasn't exactly new, but I was like into it. Yeah. You know, just all that usual Metroidvania fare, running around, wall jumping, uh, dashing in the air to make it across gaps, double jumping, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, the, the theming is pretty cool with like the, um, the, the very, it's very unique. I feel, I wish I could find exactly what it's inspired by, mm-hmm. but, um, it is very, I'm into it. I wish... I was going to play more of a demo, but I got to a point where I'm like, I'm good. This is what you're going to find with the, both the demos I played. I was like, I played probably about 30 minutes of this, and I was okay. like, you know what, I'm in. Yep. And I want to play this other demo, which I also played about 30 minutes, and I was like, you know what, I'm in. Cool. I have some questions, and I probably should have played to answer those questions, but then I also wanted to play Persona, because time is limited. So, you know, much like in Persona, you've got to make your choices and exactly. spend your time wisely. That was your easing. Exactly. Yeah. If I'd gone further, who knows yeah. how much longer it would have gone for. Calendar's progressing, man. Like, too bad. Yeah, <laughs> now it's the next day. On. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Life's what do you mean on. it's already September? <laughs> it's, oh, man, it's scary how, like... Life comes at you fast yeah, in Persona. And really. then, you, then you start to realize life comes at you fast in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, we're already halfway through Feb. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, summer's about to be over. We're about to hit autumn already. It's like, whoa, shit. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, also like Prince of Persia, this does have that sort of uh, more narrative focus where it's got, you know, the characters will talk, have like the little text boxes pop up. So it's a bit more narrative focused in that sense compared to, say, Metroid Dread, which is more about the exploration side of things. Yeah, it env- still has it. The environmental storytelling in that case. Yeah. Because it really is like dread. You're 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 piecing together stuff from like 
how things are yeah. looking in certain areas and minimalistic approach whereas this one yeah. is a bit more yeah. I don't know like in your face about it which is mm-hmm. fine but yep. if, if the story is good and the characters are good it can work which it sounds like they were for Prince of Persia mm. uh, obviously it's too early to tell from a demo in this but like I didn't I didn't mind it like the, char- the main character is pretty cocky and you're being like led forward by this elder guy it's just like Put your head in, mate. <laughs> just like, fucking settle down, mate. Yeah, it's just like, come down. on. It's yeah. this part, there's this one part where you're trying to, you see a character on the other side of a bridge. He's like, hey, you, what are you doing here? And so they run towards the character and the hill is just like, mate, watch the bridge. It's going to collapse. He's like, no, nah, I'm going. And then the bridge collapses. Yeah, like, yep. And he's just like, well. <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. I, I, I told you so. <laughs> I, did, I did recently rewatch all the scrubs. So oh, yeah. hey. the I told you so dance is in my head. Thank you for reminding me. There we go. Um, but yeah, so it's it's promising. I'm keeping an eye on it. Like it's coming out late April. I'm not sure if it's got. A, I thought it had a locked in date. Yeah, it seemed like it did. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very excited to check this out. Especially like I'm April twenty third is eight. when it's coming out nice. for PS five, Switch, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. So yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like I, I'm I'm interested in checking this out because um. Oh, good. So I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna play it on Switch because, yeah. After playing Prince of Persia, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the mood for some like, nice, fun like Metroidvania games like that that aren't necessarily. Not to say that I won't play those ones, but that, that aren't like, like pixel based ones. The ones that are, like doing some fun stuff with you know environmental it's, storytelling and stuff. But... I I honestly kind of get what you mean, and mm. I know. I'm a zealot about the franchise. Yeah. But I do feel like Dread, in in a way that, like, other Metroid games have, Dread has come along and sort of been like, no, Metroid games don't need to be like that necessarily. Yep. They can also be like this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, we're seeing that from Prince of Persia and this game as well, where it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Like, I still like the other ones, but it's cool to see them trying to push this idea of, of a 3D, 2D sort of um, Metroidvania. It's just neat. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's, just, it's exactly how I feel when I was playing through Prince of Persia, but it sounds similar vibe yeah, yeah. you got from, uh, from, like, from but, playing this demo. I don't play the demo for Prince of Persia, but my opinion was that the, the same for both games at the end of each demo. Mm-hmm. When I stopped playing, I was like, I want to play this. Yeah, it's one of those things where you start playing, and you're just like, okay, this looks like fun, I'll give it a go. And you start playing, you go, oh, this is good. Yeah. Oh, this is real good. Oh, I'm enjoying this a lot. Yes. So yeah, it's 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 ticking all the boxes. So that's good to hear because I'm 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 definitely gonna check this one out for sure when it comes out. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so the other demo I played was for a game called Pacific Drive. Ah yes. Uh, so this game, this game's cool. This game has been again much like, I guess it's been on my radar longer because it's been announced longer. Mm-hmm. But I forget when when was it originally revealed. It was like a state of play in like 2021, I want to say. Yeah, it was first announced in 2022. Ah, 22. In, yeah. a, in a state of play. Mm. Um, so this is essentially, it's a it's a roguelike, for better or worse. Like, that's not the main crux of it, but it seems to be the loop the gameplay runs on. Yeah, right. It's a survival game from a first-person perspective, and you're basically tasked with, you're in this, something happened... I don't think it's I really explained yet because obviously that's the mystery of the story. Mm-hmm. But um, we, there's weird shit going on, and there's this entire area called the Olympic Exclusion Zone. And from what I could tell from the intro of the demo, which I assume is the intro of the game, you are from outside the wall, and then suddenly you're inside the wall. Like something happens. Okay. And but essentially, you're just trying to drive somewhere. Yep. Uh 
you basically communicate with some NPCs over a radio. They hook you up. And the idea of this game is you've just got to drive. Mm -hmm. And the early stuff that I did wasn't too complicated, but you have your car, which it's basically like, it's your life. So that's where the survival part of this game comes in, which is cool. It scratches an itch in my brain, but I'm, I just need to know what the loop is sort of like. Yeah. But essentially the gist of it is your car gets busted up after a little tutorial segment. So you've got to drive it to a, a, a marked garage and you, that's what I found out just how sort of deep the systems go in this game. Like okay. you can get out of your car, you can scrounge for supplies through like lockers and garbage disposals and all that sort of stuff. Um, you get scraps to like make panels. You can fix your tires. You've got to siphon the fuel okay. to keep your car running. You've got to charge it up on like it. This had like an electric pad you could charge up on, but I'm not sure if you can like get batteries later or whatever. Right. No idea. But there was an, there was definitely a very strong focus on survival, which has me intrigued. Yeah, right. The idea of like getting to really get basically connecting with this car mm-hmm. it's like this is my car now it's implied that it's like a um they have names for them but it's like a specific object that's like attached to you oh. which is i think how the roguelike loop will come into it okay and they don't again i didn't it's not fully explained in the demo and i got to about half an hour in i'm like i can keep going or i can wait like a week <laughs> so it's almost like a like a familiar almost where it's like sort it's, of yeah I guess, yeah i think actually without yeah. some sort of like sentience yes and obviously what that's not the case when you were driving the car originally so again i'm i'm one of the things that actually has me hooked aside from the survival gameplay is this mysterious story like what the fuck is going on in this exclusion zone but um i mostly wanted to talk about the gameplay because it's one of those games that i remember seeing the debut trailer for and i'm like this looks cool and weird looks like some good weird sci-fi shit Mm -hmm. Uh, and the demo confirms that it is in fact looking like it's going to be that cool Uh, but i also i didn't expect the focus on narrative because like yeah the npcs talk a lot and there seems to be a lot of like world building sort of going on in the background okay like these characters have histories and past and all that like the, the two guys i initially talked to were like yapping on to me about like there's when they're introducing the idea of audio logs to this game is that for example the character's like oh let me tell you about this that happened blah and there's this this more serious npc you meet like a bit path to them who's also talking to at that point she's like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and cut that feed uh but you can listen to the recordings later if you want to i'm like good that's thank, very cool thank you <laughs> yep awesome but it's just something like again i don't know how often it's like this i'm assuming it seems like it could be a good hook but just like driving along listening to a radio is just a good gameplay loop i don't know it really, like, I mean, I, it I, is. One it, of my things I liked about Final Fantasy XV is that it was a road trip game. There's well, a lot of negative stuff you can say about that game, but I've got to be honest, I did love driving along with my buddies in the back, blasting Final Fantasy music. Yeah, no, fair call, fair call. Uh, in that one, there wasn't, like, weird distortions or, like, yeah, things so, blowing up and destroying my car. So this was the thing. Like, I was like, yeah, this all sounds like a lovely, fun Sunday drive, but I'm like, I remember watching that launch, that, that, um, that reveal trailer and just being like, this looks stressful as fuck but also i'm kind of into the vibe of it but um yeah so hearing you talk about that and sort of having this uh this like weird sci-fi kind of mystery to unravel like i'm i'm in the mood for those games at the moment thank you alan wake too um so um i'm 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 very intrigued by this and the fact that it's like it's about driving the cards yeah get in the car yeah you collect blueprints to craft things um you get a buzzsaw to break stuff down. There's like 
hammers and stuff. Like, yeah, just the, the whole idea is literally surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, the Wikipedia does mention here a good a good summary of what the gameplay loop will be like. You progress through levels, which are these zones. Uh, your goal is to uh, collect energy cores to open gateways, which then takes you back to the garage. But doing so makes the world more hostile, setting off enemies and starting a destructive storm, which will eventually envelop the player. So right. I, I assume the storm is what you're running from, yeah. similar to like in a FTL. Yeah, yeah, you're being yeah, pursued yeah. at all at all points. So, which is your motivation to move forward? I do like uh, you do have you do seem to have some freedom though. Like when you enter an area, like you you at the garage, you set a destination, and it basically you get a map. But it seemed like maybe I would have some freedom. I'm not sure if that'll be open. I'll open up more further in the game. But it's uh, like, hey, you can just go straight here. But if you want to explore a little bit which more, I, it's a bit of risk or reward. Which makes of... sense with the survival aspect. Mm-hmm. And if there is like this world they're building in the background yeah. for like extra story stuff. I don't know. I'm very intrigued. But um, the survival gameplay is good. I just need to know what the sort of, what you keep upon like reset. Like yeah. once you die. I'm, I'm wondering if there's like, if it's like roguelikes, but there's like persistent... Yeah, like I mean, it could be. Point, essentially, yeah. where it's like, okay, this is like a, a base camp of sorts that you can restart from here or something like that. Um, yeah, this is all sounding very, very cool. I'm, I'm envisioning in my mind, though, like getting to like end game stuff where like you've m- tricked out your car so much that it's like some sort of like Mad know, Max right? fucking tank, weird cobbled together pieces of like scrap metal. And that, that, uh, that scratches an itch in my what? brain. One thing that's really cool, and I, don't, it, I couldn't see it being fun on P, on console, mm-hmm. but on PC when you're actually driving the car, you can do all the functions with like buttons and stuff. But if you look around the um, where you're sitting, you can like use the pointer to like activate your windscreen wipers to like activate the ignition. Nice. Like the um, the park brake, all that sort of stuff. I'm wondering if like on on console it'll be like face buttons. On, on console, the, the buttons have functions. Oh, okay. so I, I played with my Xbox One controller. Okay, cool, cool. But you could still look around with the joystick and interact with them. It just was a bit more um, like, finicky. Okay, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas with the, with the mouse, I could see that being a much more fun option, which is cool if you want that extra layer of sort of um, really letting yourself get sucked in by the game. I'm sorry, I was just looking at the the, the, uh, the Wikipedia article we got pulled up here and it was saying, uh, uh, yeah, vehicle diagnostics are carried out using a headset. The car oh, will yeah, occasionally develop... And the car will occasionally develop quirks to be repaired, such as the horn sounding when the wheel is turned. That sounds great. Where you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I'm going to, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to pull over and try and fix this. And the storm's coming yeah. up behind me. Actually, thank you for reading that part because I forgot you had this headset, which sort of acts as like a um, an overlay that you can scan things with. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's just... it's so what the, it... the Apple Vision Pro exists in this world. Yeah, okay. yeah, pretty right, much. Cool. Pretty, yep. I guess, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, wonder if it still costs like three and a half thousand US dollars. But well, I mean, you're in exclusion zone and shit's weird. So I I don't know that you paid any money for it. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, I think you would rather just leave this walled off area. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that sounds pretty fair to me. Uh, but yeah, so this is a game that comes out Feb twenty second. So it's really close. Uh, it's it's on my wish list because I did like the demo, and I kind of I think I'm not sure I'll get it launched because it's very close to a certain fucking game of the year contender that comes out a week later. But I mean, like, depending on its length, if it is true. a game that you could, like, blaze through I mean, over it, a week... And if it's a like, game I can keep coming back to as well. True, yeah. I'll see, I'll see. It's <clears> on my list. Um, Yeah, if the idea of, like, a car-based survival game with a little bit of weird sci-fi shit and you love scrounging through bins for, like, scrap, maybe give a game a look. 
no, it was damn. There's a there's a lot of boxes ticked there for me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think we might, have to, we might have to check this shit out. Tick tick tick. Um, I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, "That's an interesting concept." Because yeah. to me, it would seem like almost like arcadey, where it was like, "Oh, this storm's coming." It's like the storm from fucking Fortnite. That's like just persistently coming behind you, and you've just got to keep going and try and get as far as you can go. But it's nice to know that there is like some sort of like. Narrative that's there is a narrative yeah. there as well, which sounds really cool. So yeah, drop it. The, the characters are dropping like breadcrumbs for you, because um, like your character being there, it's like, how did you get here? It's implied, but when you first pop up, they're like, why is there someone like setting up a sensor in this area? So like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Interesting. How'd you get here? Why are you out there? Yeah, I don't know. It's what well, it's definitely got. It's got a hook, and I'm like, I'm I'm onto I'm into it. Um, I'll just see when I get to it. Hope who knows? Maybe I'll come back next week and we'll have played it who knows I, by the time we record next week it might be out I mean yeah maybe we'll see. yeah but uh the demo definitely has me interested yeah um, but then I went back to Persona well I mean let's talk a little bit because I've played not much but I've played a little bit and I like I'm just like oh, it's bad. I was saying before we started recording I was just like I hit a point last night where I started really exploring Tartarus and like like Having like one of the four leashes, like two of the four leashes being taken off my neck, just being able to go, all right, you can go as far as you want now, like, you know, to an extent. Uh, and I just sort of like sank back into the couch and was just like, ah, yes. Here it is, the warm persona blanket. When the persona hits comfy. just right. Yep, 100%. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I was like someone who's not played this, and it has been documented on this show that I have said I would play this game if it was ever made accessible to me to be played and I didn't do and, that initially and I was just like fine we'll yeah. remake it for you yeah well that was, well, first I was just like we'll put out portable and I was like no oh, but Clarence says that's not not the best one that was intentional because they were like if we put out portable they'll all buy portable yeah. then we get them with the remake and yeah. we get double yeah. we get double money yep yeah, I big brained it they, yeah and I didn't even pay for it because I'm just I'm it's okay it they'll, they'll, they'll do it with a Persona 4 remake in a few years don't worry oh uh, I might buy that one. Um, I'll buy it. Like fuck, man. I'm, unfortunately, I'm on the I'm on the Persona hook. Yeah, I look. I am to an extent too. Even though I haven't finished Royal, like you know. But I know I'm never gonna be able to talk to you about that last semester. I'm so sad that I did. I don't have time to be able to play that game. Um, but he says as he's saying about how he's just started playing Persona. But, 3 but Persona Realized, Three but is new though. Like Persona Five Royal is good, but you do have to play for essentially a large chunk of a game. At yeah. a certain point, Joel, I'm just going to tell you what the hook of the last semester is, and we'll see if that works for you. Yeah, that might that might get me there. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, Reload is incredible. Like it, yes. it looks stunning. Like it still has the feel from what, what what I've seen of like the original, but it has this really nice glossy overlay on it. Like it's a pretty anime game. It really is. Like. I mean, like some of the yeah, you said you explained to me that it was like ray tracing and shit, That's and so I was ridiculous. like, "It's so unnecessary." What? Yeah, like I, I did my first all-out attack last night, and I was like, "That looks really good." <laughs> like, yeah, like the initial all-out attack isn't as flashy as the Persona Five one, but yeah. the finisher screens I liked just as much. Yeah, I do too, and that, I think that's what I'm there for because I'm like the all-out attack. I'm like, okay, yep, yeah, and they are the flashiest in. In five, it's but ridiculous. like that, like black and red and white, yeah, it's and like the cartoon, beautiful. like like symbols coming out of it and stuff like that. Um, I love that shit, but um, yeah, this one is just like, oh yeah, cool. It remi- I think it hit for me because it reminded me of what they looked like in Golden. It was like it, it had that Old same school. feel to it, yeah. 
and, and that's kind of a running theme with this game, which I mean, fair enough. Like golden, like well, golden not technically, but like sort of four was a sequ- the sequel to this game. So, yes. um, Has this- t- I. It, this was a sequel to Persona 2. Yep. Persona 2 was a real video game yep. that does exist. Yeah, yeah. Atlas will acknowledge you guys soon. I mean, the rumor is there's like the rumor is that there's a Persona 4 remake coming and a Persona 2 remaster. Whether that pans out, we'll see. But like the person, I'm fairly certain the person who said that is who's been pretty on the money with Atlas stuff so okay. far. And also. I kind of believe it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of believe it too. Because Persona are, Six feels like it's years yeah, away. I was gonna say Atlas are just like fuck it. We need to put something else out so we can fucking like, get more time on Six. Yeah, yeah, like stalling for time while the Persona team makes Metaphor. And yeah, yeah, that's Since that too. is essentially the Persona team making that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I, I, I'm 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 very early on. I'm like I think I want to say like four or five hours in. Um, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with a lot of the characters and sort of like getting to know them. In I that, mean, like initial stage of. You said you got Fuka, right? The the nav. Yeah, she's the 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 the, the light bluish aqua colored. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, nah. then you've still got Mitsuru as your nav. That's yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, okay. No, then you're still very firmly I'm in super, tutorial section. I'm super in cool, tutorial cool. section. That's good. still as long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. Um. Yeah. And, and, and like it looks gorgeous. Like. And that's, God, those menus. Karin's menus. That pause menu. Oh, that pause so menu good. was so good. It's, it's honestly, it's funny because it's pretty, it seems a lot more simple than Fives. Like Fives is very in your face, full of attitude. But like, I don't know, something about that image of a, of a protag, like just splashing into the water. Yeah. It just looks really nice. And when you open some of the menus, some of the other imagery you've got there, I'm just like, wow, yeah. okay, this is really cool stuff. It, it is, I mean, it's, it's no, a lot more, res- like a lot more, subdued and reserved which is again it's a similar thing for all the all that attacks but mm-hmm. it still looks slick and persona is shit so yeah yeah and i can't i think it kind of works well because because persona 3 it's no i don't want to say it's more serious but like it is a lot more serious and a lot of the stuff it's doing oh already i can feel i i can feel that darker tone to yeah, it yeah. as well and that's not to say that four and five don't have dark themes running to them because they do have darker shit themes running through them. but yeah but the, the general vibe and the characters like, yeah four, four is scooby-doo it's colorful and 100%. five is a rebellious which so you know yeah. black and red and white and masked allies yeah it's just so yeah five feels punk rock to me that's why i, yeah, I think that's why i love well. it so yeah. much but um well it's not exactly disconnected from rebellion yeah, exactly that's <laughs> it like um uh, but yeah like I, I already feel that that vibe like when you first i mean like early part of the game encounter like uh, the 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 dark hour. Yes. And you're like walking through the streets, and yes. there's like fucking coffins and shit everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is um. And then when you find out why they're there, it's like, oh, this is pretty fucking heavy. Um, okay, cool. And it's, it's got st- a good, it's got a good mystery. The dark hour was really interesting, and how it how it's like sort of connected to the overall story of the game. Yeah. No. I'm. I, and f- I'm the ending to this game is my favorite out of all the personas wow okay i really like it i'm very excited to get to it but um yeah i think like last night i sat down with it a little bit more and, and like yeah pushed through a little bit more and got through some more of the tutorials and i was like it is brutal like we talked about this off the show like it was a problem in persona 5 it's not as bad in persona 4 but i think when they did golden i was like 
Ah, Persona people are playing this. Persona people know what they're doing. Yeah. But I think by the time they got to five, they were like, shit, we could get this in more people's hands. Mm-hmm. So I, those first couple of hours of Persona 5 are pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, and three kind of includes it as well. You described like situations where you were like, you had a thing explained to you. Yeah. Like, cool. I'm just going to keep going. Like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, no, no. whoa, whoa. Go back and use that teleporter. Do, do that thing. Okay. All right. Jeez. Fine. I mean, I'm just going to teleport down and then come back up. Yeah. All right. It's literally always like, she's like, uh, you better bit, come back down here. I want to talk to you about something. I'm like, we're you, literally talking on a radio right now. Yeah, like, you can you, tell me right now, Mitsuru. I love and, you, but and then you're also like explaining about how how like you know time's kind of running out a little bit in terms of the fact that we need to solve the mystery of this dark hour. Uh, I could keep doing this. Well, good news, you have at least a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but, yeah, no. So that's definitely something I can I hope they can find a more elegant way of doing. Mm-hmm. I get it because like again, not to give anything away, but Persona Three Reload handles. It kind of surprised me in how it handles certain things in Tartarus, where in Tartarus, not really a spoiler, you obviously never Reaper from Persona games. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, there are situations where you can go onto a floor and it's like pitch black, or you can go onto a floor and your party's all split up. That just happens in the original Persona sometimes. In okay. Persona 3, it's just like, you go upstairs, you're like, where is my party? It's like, oh yeah, um, you, you came up through the same stairs, but you've only got scattered, so you'll have to find each other. I'm like, okay, cool, that's kind of interesting. I love when it you... happens in this one, it's just like a tutorial, you're like, oh, I, I guess this is my notification that this can happen sometimes now. Right, yeah. Uh, but what I do appreciate, um, when, if you are unlucky enough, or maybe too relaxed with just loafing around in Tartarus, not paused mm. on one of the floors... I really like what they've done with a Reaper in this one. Okay. Where he apparently can pursue you up floors. So be, be careful. I, I've, I've, I'm fairly certain he can. I When I heard him, I went to a teleporter immediately. Yep. Because I'm not fighting that guy. Ooh. Not yet. I'm only like level 40. He's, he's an end game fight for sure. Oh, yeah. But just, yeah, I Tartarus still remains a thing that I could see people not loving in this game. And I get it. I maybe because I played the original, but even the changes they have done, I kind of like. Yeah, I I mean like, uh, you're not just running through like corridors, which is what I hate about Persona Four. Yeah, and also I mean like like mementos as well in Five, but like, yeah, but I feel like least, um, well, no, the music in Tartarus is slightly less. I can tolerate. I can tolerate as well. I've been. Du, du, I have. Du, 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 du. I have received. Like psychic damage from that <laughs> fucking Memento song, theme. Jesus. Um. Oh God, it's it's. I yeah. love Persona Five. That Memento's music. Yeah, me too. Good God. Uh, that, that soundtrack, uh, one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all but time. But the Memento song exists. That on one there. song, yeah. That song, Into the Sun. It is pain. That yeah. song. Um. No, I'm. I was sort of prepared to be a little bit like. Not frustrated. And again, I'm super early in, but like I was prepared to be just like, oh, okay, like with Tartarus, I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, yeah, and, like, and again, I think it's it's harkening back to me playing like Golden for the first time, where I was like, it is running just running through corridors, but it is just the right amount of mindless, but still being able to have some input and strategy at points as well, where you need to sort of think about things and what, what's going on. Yeah, well, especially as you get further in and they start throwing in those things that can happen. Yeah, that's cool. When you go up floors, I do think that's why they've done it the way they have. Like, it's cool that you just run into them in the original Persona 3, but mm. I, I guess, like, having them immediately, like, have it happen to you once explained 
is better than just being like, why the fuck is the floor black? Well, I can't see anything. Yeah. What do you mean this floor is full of hard monsters? Yeah. I ju- what? Yeah. I, so, yeah. I do like having, like, the, the idea of having, like, modifiers like that that can just yeah. appear. That's, that's cool. Are, are they, like, t- two set floors, or do you know, or anything? Or is it, like... So, as far as I know, from what I can tell from... Because in, in the original Persona 3, when you're in Tartarus... Your, if you go up a set amount of floor, every time you clear a floor, I think it changes if you go back to it. Mm. But this one seems to be, if you go into Tartarus one night, yeah. Tartarus stays the same for that evening. Yep. So I'm not sure, I, I assume it would be random, but mm-hmm. like the floor layouts are the same. So if you trigger it once and go back, I don't think it would happen again. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's good to know as well. But like, there's just... I know we talked a lot about Persona last week. Yeah. And this is, this is already breaking our, our video game discussion rule. But like, I have played a lot more now. Yeah. A lot more. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but there are a lot of cool things this does, this game does with Tartarus that spices it up for me. Um, you'll meet her soon. There's like a fortune teller in one of the areas. Okay. So you can like do a reading for you and that will alter or give you a chance that, for example, you can do a reading that gives you more likely to find rare enemies. Okay. Which are little gold hands. Yep, yep, yep. Or you can do it so that there's a better chance to find special flaws. So yep. like, it's just a little thing like that makes all the difference. Uh, Again, when you get the proper navigator, they actually... If you've ever wondered, because it, it was... I'm not sure if it was like this in 4, but it was definitely in 5 when you got Futaba. You're like, oh, sweet, I've got Futaba. Yeah. What's she got SP for? Oh, makes sense. Like, she's got an SP meter. In this one, you can actually use the SP. That's cool. So, I may as well tell you a little bit, because it's not a spoiler, because okay. like, it's like... It's, it's good. Yeah. So, you can... When you're fighting a shadow... After they've had their full, after you've had a full first turn mm-hmm. where your entire side's gone and they've gone, when you press L one to track it to look at an enemy, you can then ask Futaba, not Futaba, Fuka. <laughs> they both start with F. Yeah, you can ask Fuka to spend thirty five of her SP to like do a full scan and That's find cool. out all the weaknesses and stuff. And it's great. It's a it's a little thing. Yep. But it means that you have, that there's a reason for navigator to have SP. There's a couple of other cool things you can do when you're running around Tartarus as well, but I'll let you find that out yourself. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I I think the reason why I am enjoying Tartarus is because it does, it has, again, going back to this well again, but it has like a roguelike feel to it. Like, And you explaining about the fortune tellers feels like, I've played so many roguelikes mm, where that's yeah. been like a mechanic where you'll get to a point where it's like, all right, you can pay a little bit of money and you might get a cool little bonus or a perk or a buff to, uh, for this run specifically. There's a so. couple of things I've also tweaked that I didn't like about the original that are not an issue in this one. For example, uh, the Tartarus is blocked by story progress. Yeah. So when you get far enough in, you'll get to a point where it's like, oh, well, we can't go any further till we do the next event. Yeah. Uh, and there's like an item there, which is like an old document, which you can there's a request with Elizabeth to tracking all of those. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain they used to be timed in the last one. Oh. So if you basically, if you missed it, you missed it. Cause I think if you, again, as far as I recall, if you didn't get to that floor before the full moon event or the new moon event and the floors opened up again, I think it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be there. Okay. But I only assume that because Elizabeth doesn't mention this one. It's like, it's okay. It'll be there. You know, don't worry about it. You can get okay. it later if you want to. I still am like, no, I don't trust. I you. am playing <laughs> this game. Maximum efficiency. Yeah. We have a month between, you know, story events. One of those nights I'm going in and I'm just brute forcing to the top of the Tartarus limit for now. It'll suck. Yep. I'm going to be pretty mad three quarters of the way through when I'm running out of SP, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. It's, I mean, that's, that was just 
mementos for me. Like, exactly. Well. Like, I'm doing it. Like, it's like, all right, fucking, all right, new floor and a, a new <gasps> area of mementos is open up. Yeah. Guess I'm, uh, guess I'm going to go At fucking power this. At least mementos, though, you could, like, I mean, I think it's only in Royal. I don't think, I'm not, I get a lot of Five and Royal mixed up now. Yeah. In Royal, you could definitely do it, like, where you could just, like, auto-take out enemies, and it was yeah, I I think eventually I think they give it to you a lot earlier in Royal from memory. From what I because they were that. just like, boy, people don't like Mementos. It's yeah. like, yeah, I wonder why. And it, it's it's such a shame about. I'm going off on a tangent here, but it is related. But it is a shame because Mementos seems like it is their like love letter to Tartarus. Now having experienced yeah, Tartarus, no, absolutely, it, it feels like it's like ah, oh, cool. Well, we've got what you liked about Persona Four and like the dungeons, and we've expanded upon those. Yes, the the, the, the um. Um, palaces, and then we've also got, you know, for the fucking Persona Three sickos that they've got the Tartarus in here as well. And so, you know what? You know what? I don't really hate Mementos all that much. I mostly hate the music. Yeah, it's the music. It's yeah, everything so else is dull. fine. Like I get to drive around fucking Morgana van. Like that's yeah. awesome fun. Like um, what? That's the one thing that Royal fixes about Mementos is like the music slightly changes on separate different floors. And I was like. I'll take it. Like, yep. I'm, I'm not picky at this point. Just change the music slightly and I'll be a bit happier. It's like, yeah, it's not just the same funeral dirge that I have to hear. It just, it is a swing and a miss, that song. But what isn't a swing and a miss is Persona 3 Reload. Really enjoying it so far. Um, I, I'm, yeah, even just talking about it now, I'm just like, I might go and play a little cheeky little hour before bed. See it's just go. so nice to just sink into a Persona game. They it come is. along so rarely. Well, I may mean, say that. Like, it feels like they're coming around a lot more frequently now. They, yeah. We're essentially getting two this year with Persona 3 Reload and Metaphor later in the year. It is nice. Which to the, be- the more I look at Metaphor, I'm like, yes, you're a Persona game. Yeah. I see, like, social links. I see, yeah. like, the protagonist has stats they can increase. Like, this is a Persona game. It, it is. It is. It's. I think it's the setting of Persona in general for me. Is it's that, just so good. It's High like, school student life. It is. It's, it's great. Like It's just, just an anime. Going, it is. It is. It's a fucking slice of life. It's a like, slice like, of life anime. With, you're going to be a student, but also you've got to find monsters. Yeah, exactly. And solve yeah. a mystery. You are part of this elite But also force. become better friends of your best friends. Exactly. And, and that's going to help and a you. Dog. That's going to help you fight better yeah, against the quite, monsters. Quite literally, the power, power of friendship. friendship. Yeah, um, yeah. It's man. Like I, I love Persona Five. Um, I, I know I, I've got a very big soft spot for for uh, for Golden, especially because the first one you play is usually the one you have a softest spot for. Exactly, but like I think Five is just what I love about video games, and I was just like, it just it did it. So damn well. And I know I haven't played Royal and stuff like that, but... I love Royal so much except for the ending. But... Okay. The ending... I don't like the ending, but I can forgive that because of how good the rest of the game is. Yeah. Like, all the the great stuff of five, with all the better stuff built on with, like, Baton Pass and, like, the new era you can Mm -hmm. go to to hang out and the fucking jazz club and playing darts and playing pool. Yeah, that's all Oh, that's all so good. Um, Look, uh, I'm kind of glad we have a Persona game out that isn't tied to five it is nice it is not because we've had unfortunately <laughs> atlas go through to those phases yeah like we live through a pretty long persona 4 one with yeah. golden and then dancing and then arena and then yep. a second arena yeah yep. yeah yep. and then we had five and then we had five dancing and yep. five tactica and five royal oh, and, and a then, movie and an anime yep yep <laughs> yep and then strikers as well and strikers i liked strikers but yeah strikers is fun I, I, but I, like you 
the way Atlas does this is just like, all right, just give me a break from those characters, man. It's, I love them, but like the difference was like Strikers, like is post, like I mean, obviously not royal, but like post five. So like it felt like a like a nice little fun coda to go on this like little road trip adventure. As long as you didn't like royal, because it's just like, ah, oh, fuck you, royal. You're not canon. It, well, yeah, and then but then there's uh there's also uh, like Tactica, but that's like they're like, oh, this happened in the. In the middle, and I was yeah, like, it's weird. I don't like this. You're just retconning shit into here. And it's I was like, weird. why didn't no one mention about it, any I, of this? I tried it because it was on Game Pass, so did I, but yeah. I could not get into it. Oh, I couldn't either, and I was very upset. I, I, was, I love Persona, and I love turn-based strategy you know, games, fucking tactics games. I yeah, I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, maybe it just, maybe it's just because I was playing on an Xbox and it didn't feel right. Maybe I mean, like, I do have to look at my control every now and then when I'm playing. <laughs> when I'm playing Reload, I'm just like. Oh, uh, it's like hit X. I'm like, hey, nope. nope oh, 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 that monster's attacked oh. me. Oh, I've had a pincer attack against me. Oh, uh, a pinch attack. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, this is going well. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to getting, getting more into it. Like, it's still sort of not hasn't really sunk in, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting to play Persona Three for the first time, yeah. which is good. It does. Uh, have, it does have a bit of a slow start. Um, but once you sort of get the part, when you get. You'll know exactly when it kicks off. When you get... When Mitsuru joins your team, mm. that's where it all pretty much kicks off as okay. far as the story goes. It's, and, it, and the game even sold it as, as, as a really cool cutscene to introduce some new outfits that I love. Uh, <laughs> and oh, also the new outfits are so good. I can't wait. They're so good. I love uh, them. Is there, if, like, so far, has there been much... Because with, the, with like... I know this is a bit of a different instance, but like with like Golden and Royal, there's like extra shit... Have you noticed any like anything extra that is sort of like not yet? Okay. A lot of the stories stuff, but like the main, it's so tough because like they've been really careful to say that they're remaking Persona Three. People have data mined the answer out of the game, which the answer, if you don't know, was an extra chapter that was sort of added in Persona FES, which okay. Persona Three FES, which was a essentially the PS2 like golden like, released later equivalent with a bunch of, like, quality of life changes. Um, I've never played the answer. I've heard mixed things about it. But up until now, it's all been pretty faithful. Um, my most recent experience was with Portable, though. Okay. So that, I know that that does have extra stuff. So I'm, I'm keeping my eye as I go further in. But so far, it's running as as, as I remembered. Okay, cool. Because I, 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 I was curious, because I'm, like, as someone who's played like, many iterations of yeah. this game. It's like, have you noticed that? Because, yeah, like you said, Atlas were like, oh, it is just a... It is Persona 3. We're, we've remade it in yeah. Unreal Engine, basically. So, uh, I mean, the main, the biggest shock for me is I keep forgetting because I, I played through Portable as a female protagonist. Yeah. So, like, the thing you've got to know about your party members is you can only... You only have social links with ones who are romanceable. Mm-hmm. So okay. So that's, like, Mitsuru, Yukari... And another one. Yep. Um, and I forgot about that because, like, in Portable, the, the social interaction with Akihiko, Junpei, and another two characters. And the dog. The dog is not a social link in this, and I... Atlas. Atlas. Drop the ball. What the hell, man? Drop the ball. But, yeah, so that's the one thing I've got to remember. I've got to, re- like, remember that, like, that's like that because... You can only social link with the romanceable ones. Okay, interesting. Okay, but again, that pans out because I do kind of like having instead of having to stress about doing your the main cat like the team's persona like social links. It's like no, no, their stories are in the story. 
that makes sense. Like, I do like the idea of having, like, individual social links for your team members and getting to spend time with them and stuff like that. Yeah. I do like that, but rolling it into the main story makes more sense because, It'll... especially if you're going to add so many other social links that you have to sort of juggle, it, it becomes... Well, especially because they add it, like... It can be weird in... Five is going to be the biggest example I keep going back to. It can be weird in five, depending on how far you are in a social link, it can be it can really stand out in the story. Right. Depending on when you do it, you're like, well, I, can, I thought we were in a pretty chill arc, but you're pretty stressed out. Okay, yep. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of nice having to worry about that. Whereas, like, instead of the social links focus on other students around the school. Uh, yeah. Um, characters outside of the school and stuff like that, which is just neat. And also, the game has Elizabeth, and she is my favourite Velvet Room attendee. I've met her twice, she and she's great. great. She's yeah. awesome. And you, get, you get to hang out for her in this one, but she's not a social link, and also it doesn't consume time, so it's the best. Oh, awesome. That's, like, ticking so many boxes there. Yeah. Um, I also do like having... Uh, uh, spoilers for Persona 5, I guess, at this point. Um, it's, the, it's been out for, like, five years. Yeah, it is nice having, like, Eagle back. Yeah, I think it's a different voice actor still. But uh, I like, mean, yeah, it is, but like, but it's it is nice. That's still one of the quick, but the best like things that game pulled was fuck. Just that being was... like, oh, something's not right here. Yeah, it's like, but <laughs> that's then, not Eagle. But then it's like immediately it was like, whoa, hang on, and then it just, the game just keeps going. And it's like, okay, fine. I guess it's going just to guess a different voice, and then just for it to pay off at the end, yeah, you're like, great. whoa, hey, whoa, hang on. A lot of what happens at the end of Persona Five is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to play more of this game. I'm very excited. It's very good. It's very very solid game, and it's a great time to try Persona 3 if for some reason you have not. Yeah, I mean, try Persona in general. Like, if you've got fucking Game Pass, you've got no excuse, and you've been curious about it, like... I think yeah. only Reload's left, isn't it? Is it? I think, oh, I think okay. Portable and 4 left before Reload came out. Okay. But either way, they're usually pretty cheap a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. Um... And also, yeah, like, I think Tactic is still on there. Tactic well, is still but, on yeah. there, but it's not really what I would describe as a Persona game I wouldn't, to get you I wouldn't, Persona. If you were like, oh, I want to try this Persona franchise, uh, don't start with Tactica. Don't. Like, it's not... Although... It's not representative of, of the franchise. No, it's, it's really not. not representative it's not. of the franchise, it's Joel. It's really not. Um, does I mean, it has a good cutscene and things like that, and it looks flashy as fuck. But it's, yeah, anyway. Um, well, I think that's all we've got for, uh, for a quest log this week. So uh, why don't we check it over to a, a, a nice little tight uh, bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round segment is the, uh, like, whatever, whatever we can't, the uncategorized segment, I guess. It's like yeah. whatever we can't sort of fit into, like a quest log or a dope or nope or things like that. Um, or if we've got something like one big sort of story that we want to talk about, put it here. Uh, and we've got, like, a biggish story. It's, I mean, I think... It, I, it it was a bigger story last week. Yeah. And, but I think, and I think that's a lot, a lot of what, what a lot of our discussion will be about. Yeah, because I in the so. end, it kind of wasn't a, that surprising, really. It Yeah, it was all, like, stuff that sort of made sense. Um, last week, it was sort of announced that uh, Phil Spencer... Worth mentioning it was rumoured first. Rumored there first, was yeah. rumblings of Xbox first-party games... Going multi-platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, specifically, like, talks of things like Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves were the two Thieves, yeah. mainstays, but then some other people were like, oh, I heard Starfield. And then someone else came back and was like, actually, that Starfield report's not true, it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. It was. The discourse was... I was 
I tapped out so early on it. I did too. I, I heard I was like, oh, it's like Hi-Fi Rush might be coming to other platforms. Cool. And then I just tuned out. I was like, I'm good. Totally fair. And you know what? A good decision in the yeah, end. Yeah, because I feel like that one's probably the most likely at this stage. Um, it's all but confirmed at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, amidst all these rumours and, and things that were flying around, um, Xbox came out and were like, hey, we're doing an official Xbox podcast episode next week that's going to be... We're going to have Phil Spencer, we're going to have um, Sarah Bond, and we're going to have Matt Booty on. We're going to just talk about the future of Xbox at this point. And so I think people got a little bit excited and a little bit carried away. It's, so, it's and, yeah. weird because, like, they probably should have just said, right? Yeah. Just... It was so weird to have to have that tweet go out and then be like have this full week mm-hmm. of the entire internet being like, oh man, they're talking about the future of Xbox next week. And then we get to the day. Like, honestly, I didn't watch it live because I saw a tunnel was on and I'm like, I'm not really that invested in the yeah. Xbox ecosystem. I'll just catch it later. Yeah. And then it turns out it was like a 20 minute thing. Yeah. Pre-recorded as well. Pre-recorded. Yep. And it's sort of just like, hey, yeah, we're bringing some multi-platform games. We're not mentioning them in this because the teams have plans or whatever. We now pretty much know, Have we have an idea. I think The Verge talked about, they had sources that said it was going to be Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush, both of which we knew. Yeah. And the other two were looking at being grounded and pentinent, by, yep. both by Obsidian. Um, again, four games that I looked at, and I was like, oh, that actually, that does make sense. And when you watch, because I did actually watch, I watched Kind of Funny React to this 22-minute episode. And this, this is the thing, like, it was a pre-recorded thing. What they should have done, instead of made a big build-up to it, is they should have done the Nintendo and just been like, boom. Like, recorded it, get it all done, and be like, just boom, drop it. here it is. This is, you want answers? That, here they are. This is what we can say at this point in time. Like, that that big, that week gap was enough to make me not care. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. talk about this anymore. Yeah, it started to get a little bit, it was like, yeah, you could go down one of two roads where you go. And both sides were ridiculously extreme. Exactly, I, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you could just, like, completely check out, or you could just be like... I am 100% in on this. It's going to be the future, quite literally. Um, so, basically, the, the, the rundown here from uh, uh, Idle Sloth 84. Made, it, made a very handy summary of this very, very if you don't handy. want to watch the 22-minute podcast. Um, so, yeah, Xbox is going to release four games on other consoles to grow franchises and reach more players. A lot of this was talking about, and it gets reiterated in this tweet as well, but um, a lot of this was talking about how it was like, to them, it was a smart business decision to be like, cool, these franchises have reached their potential on our platform. Why don't we give them to more players so that maybe the, there's more buzz for those franchises so we can build, you know, a franchise around them? I mean, it's smart because you know that they're going to drop Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation and Switch. Mm-hmm. It's going to get even even more groundswell because it was massive on Xbox. It's yep. just, it was limited to one platform and PC. Uh, and then in a year or two, they'll probably be like, hey, here comes Hi-Fi Rush 2 exclusively for Xbox. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'm buying whatever console you got. Like, It's not a terrible idea. It's not, yeah. Especially when you're... The main thing is, here's Hi-Fi Rush 2, which you'll be able to play on Game Pass. It's They're kind of doing what Sony imagines that they wanted to do by, like, releasing their old games on PC. Like, like releasing things like the Uncharted Collection on PC, and then... Um, they're be, war, it sounds like they're becoming more aggressive with that as well. Uh, yeah, and so like, it's um. I mean, what PC players are just like sweet. It's like we're getting fucked. I don't, need, I don't even need to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. Exactly. Um. Well, I mean, like here, like there's a lot of talk in this as well about like you know, 
building. I was going to go through the, the the dot points of this, but yes. like it's, but it's, it's a lot of talk about like it being Xbox being able to be played on any screen. Um, so but they do. They are careful to iterate. It's not coming to Switch and PlayStation. No, 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 no. And that's. I mean, I mean. I know. I know. I'd be very surprised. Like it's just. It's so weird when they're like, we envision it being on every screen, but mm. like obviously that with the evolution of cloud stuff is yeah. becoming doable without thinking of the competitive platforms. Yeah. So yeah, they say like it was a, the decision was made with the long term health of Xbox in mind, aiming for a growing platform and success in uh, and successful games. So it's like you know building these franchises, then building them even more on these other consoles, and then like you said, going hey, here's the sequel. It's on our platform. Yeah. Get everyone to come back. I mean, they kind of need to because if the reason like Sony and Nintendo don't have this problem because their franchises are their franchises. Like I mean, Nintendo especially, right? Mm-hmm. One of their IPs are like, oh, yeah. here comes the 40th anniversary of Mario, etc., etc. Yeah. Like Xbox had that, but I don't know. Halo sort of fell apart in the end. I mean, I know it's still going and all that sort of stuff, but Infinite definitely had its reception. Like, Gears has gone quiet. Like, a lot of their stuff that was their franchises has kind of fallen to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of a good opportunity. Now they have all these other developers to sort of, I don't know, re- restart, I guess. Yeah. Try to relaunch this Xbox brand with these franchises. It's almost like they're, they're, they're trying to go third party, but with a first party mindset. And that's not a bad thing in a way. Like, it's funny, because a lot of the stuff that Phil says, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not wrong. Like, it, that's it, yeah. It is nice at all you know, all the game, their games will be on other platforms. And I know he's just like, yeah, we'd love to have Nintendo games on Xbox. Obviously, it won't yeah. happen. And stuff like... Another quote I saw was like, well, it doesn't exactly help players having Hellwriters only on PlayStation and PC. So it's like... But- and Matt Booty says in the video as well about uh, the, the two things that are most important that he sees as the most important thing in this or all this sort of stuff is cross-save and cross-play. Yeah. So it seems like they're having a big focus on that as well because they, they sort of go back and reiterate about the Xbox Play Anywhere. Um, like, and the idea of like, if you buy a copy of this game on Xbox, you've got it for PC. You can play it, which is great. I do, I do like that system. I don't, exactly. And so, one thing with with PlayStation that gets me is like, I'm not double dipping. No, no, exactly. Not. And that's that that's a that's a, that's a big factor. It's a big win for them. And I think they're trying to build upon that by by um, yeah, just by having like these cross saves when these other versions do come out, you might have to buy. Well, you will almost certainly have to buy them on Switch and, and PlayStation Five, but there might be an ability there to have like I don't know an Xbox account, kind of like what Minecraft does with like having, which is also owned by Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah. So doing the same sort of thing, being like you have to have like an account you can log into and then port your stuff across. Yeah. Which if you've already played that game on Xbox anyway, I mean you've got an account. So yeah, it does. It's it's one of those things where as generations are going to get blurrier, yeah. it's just nice to... I mean, we're clearly seeing Sony and Nintendo having to look at it now as well. Like, there's all those rumors about the Switch too. Yes. That is backwards compatibility mm-hmm. status. And people being like, yeah, okay, if the Switch 2 is backwards compatible, what's that What's that eShop going to look like? That's going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So, like, it is... Like, Xbox, obviously, they've been thinking about this for years. Like, they, they were doing backwards compatibility with the Xbox original, mm-hmm. like, last gen. So, like, they've been thinking about this. So, yeah, I, I fully get where they're coming from. We've said many times on this show that Xbox were always future-proofing themselves. And this oh, yeah. seems to be the start of them sort of, like, 
the, the fruition of that sort of coming to, to light, which they're, is they're, really... They're playing the long see. game. They've also Absolutely. got the, the bank to, to do it. Well, yeah, that's it, right? Like, they're, they're not, like... Three trillion dollars. They're not trying to, like, well, scramble to the top. Yeah, like, it's... it's Yeah, they're, they're playing this long game. And, um, yeah, it's interesting to watch. And having someone like Phil Spencer, who is just, like... He, for the most part, is just, like... He's, like, equal parts... Okay, you seem like you're all right. But sometimes I'm just, like... Also, you maybe seem a little bit slimy. Yeah. I don't know. But again, like, he's in that position where he's, it, that's his job. You also feel sometimes a little bit like an android. But, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, when he's like, talking like this. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel. I feel a little uncomfortable in this situation. I, but... For Phil Spencer, I always come back to Brandon, Brandon Jones. Oh, um, Formerly absolutely. of Easy Otherwise, his impersonation of him is just spot on. It's perfect. It is perfect. Um, so the other big, th- one of the other big things they mentioned in this was, um, they talked about the, um, the Activision Blizzard King acquisition and whether or not how, well, how far away we were from seeing games appearing, uh, on Game Pass from Activision Blizzard King. So, um, and we don't have to wait much longer because Diablo 4 is coming on March 28th to Game Pass, um, which is pretty neat. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll check it out then. That's cool. Like, if, if you haven't played it yet, it's a good opportunity to check it out. I still mm. have my, my PlayStation copy. It has cross... Does it have crossplay? Surely it would. It's a Blizzard game. Yeah. Because if it does, like, I, I can jump back into Diablo with you. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm... I'm and run through as my level 70 character. I'd be like, come on, Joel, keep up. I'll just be like, oh, no. Just picking up loot behind me. Yeah, just... Yeah. Just the, the trail of loot flying out from, like, the, the wall of violence that you're creating. Um, so yeah, that's coming that's, out that's March twenty cool. eighth. Really neat. Um, it is. It's it's only for Game Pass, though, is it? Because like, they've got the Game like, Pass Ultimate, yeah, yeah, not Core. Which are, is that? That's the old games for gold, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically pay for it. Yeah, you um, Xbox Live, and then you get. I like that some they. Stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say their system was great. But they looked at what Sony does, and they're like, let's be confusing, like PlayStation is with yeah. like deluxe and extra and essential, and I'm like. What are these layers? It is less what tier am I? It is less confusing than theirs. Because I'm like, core and ultimate yes. seem like core and is like the basics, the two bare bones. is good. But exactly. the fact that Sony's got three, I'm like, why? No, it's, it's just too much. And then two of them sound very similar and I interchange them all the time. I'm yeah. like, wait, which one do I have? Well, because yeah. two of them, yeah, oh, it's a mess. It's, yeah, anyway. Oh. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, among other things, they were talking about how... Um, they, one of the big quotes, I think, was from Sarah Bond in this, when she said they're focused on delivering the largest technological leap you will have ever seen in hardware in a hardware generation. That's and they've got some stuff to announce, some exciting stuff to announce regarding hardware in this holiday. So I'm very, I'm very curious because there's also the strong rumblings of a PS5 Pro later this year yes. and potentially the Switch 2 was later this year. Yep. It's going to be a fucking messy holiday season. There's also apparently, I don't know, I think it got debunked as like maybe a bit of a joke around like the Xbox offices about like Xbox working on a handheld as well. Um, I mean, I feel like they've, again, there's a lot of interviews conducted around this. I feel like the ROG ally did come up at one point. Yeah. As a sort of thing they want to they want to work on. Because obviously it can be, I guess it can be tricky on Steam Deck because that is Steam Deck. Yeah, exactly. But probably like the, the ally and stuff. Other ones like that, they might be able to get some more stuff going on. And get like a like a partnership going just being yeah. like, hey, this is, you know, uh, we can, we, this is powered by Game Pass or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, or even just like having, just making it Xbox Game Pass app compatible. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so, not, it's not a stupid idea. Like the Switch and the Steam Deck are showing that, man, having a handheld console is pretty sweet. It's 
fucking great. It's pretty good. It's fucking great. Um, they're starting to become more available in Australia. And I'm like, oh, man, if I had cash to burn, I would be getting one. Um, yeah, I played one once and was like, this is really it's good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, like, I honestly nice. have the same thought, but I just got, have to keep remem- rem- reminding myself Switch 2. Switch 2 is coming Switch this year two, at Switch some two. point, probably. Will, so, it, will it be not as powerful as the Steam Deck? Definitely. Almost but certainly. it has all the Nintendo IPs, so I'm there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly that's, it. <laughs> when he was just like, oh, we'd love to see Nintendo games on Xbox. I'm like, yeah, but I know, I know he's also just like, obviously it won't happen. And I'm like, yeah, because like, if they, if Nintendo puts all their IP elsewhere, uh, yeah, no one's buying us. Well, on that topic, they're saying that this whole uh, thing with having some of these games coming on other platforms, coming out on other platforms, it's not that... Xbox are going to be releasing yeah, yeah, no, everything. Yes. It, it is just... Which, again, this was the most important part, but I think, like, having that big, weak delay just exacerbated. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they did emphasise it a few times, just being like, no, it was a strategic decision of these particular games in these franchises that felt right to be on other consoles and to sort of build support and a bit more groundswell. And, and a bit more... Because I think they did explain that two of them were... Like up multiplayer, like yeah, see if social are games, yeah, and the other two were like smaller scale, you know, yeah. Rush exactly. Um, like more when, focused when, experience. When that direct happens any week now, yeah, yeah. Hyper Rush and Pentanet are both going to be there. I mean, lock it in, like yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, lock it in. Like there was so many people were saying there was a direct this week and it just didn't happen. Mm. So who I mean, knows? I mean, who knows? We could finish this and there could be a partner director's shadow drop who because knows? that seems to be Nintendo's MO at the moment when it comes to those things. The so. one I am curious about is I'm curious as to which thing, because they, they didn't name the games in no. the actual thing, but a Verge report cites sources that has the four names. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see Hyper Rush and Pentanent in a partner direct. Where do I see Sea of Thieves and Grounded popping up as a, as like a PlayStation announcement? Because I don't know if those two games would go to Switch. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just curious. There could be a cloud-based version that goes to Switch as oh, well. Oh, man, maybe. That's, I mean, like, yeah. Um, Grand especially could be like a, a, a good Again, I guess d- one. depending on the timing of the announcements, though, there's a new Switch unit coming. True. Because I, okay, yeah, all right, it's not off the table yet. Yeah. Because I did confirm that they will be back in June for an Xbox game showcase. Yes, so they, they will be, that. they'll be, Setting up shop in that usual E3 window where E3 no longer exists permanently this time. Yes, yes. Um, That'll no doubt be around whenever Keely announces Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Um, I think he already has, hasn't he? Has he? Po- he no, yeah. he, you know, he definitely has. He absolutely did. When E3 died, I think like a day later, he put, put he was, the, was. I'm fairly certain it was announced before then. He was legitimately that meme of that guy standing at that grave. He is. Like, that is yeah, Jeff Keely over the game, grave of E3. Um. So uh, they also were uh, had a big focus in this on um like game libraries and preservation as well. They really wanted to make sure that's that, my favorite topic because yes. preservation is so fucking important. Yeah, to make sure that these games weren't going to go anywhere or just disappear. Um, they're committed to sort of having that. I honestly one thousand percent respect that Xbox yeah. gets that that's important, mm-hmm. and I think I do think the other companies are getting there too. I do think that's why we're maybe seeing more remakes lately, like. Persona 3's got this big, fancy, flashy remake. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's it's tough because that's not the old games, but they've got Persona 3 here now. It looks like this. It looks modern. They'll just keep that, and then that's the version they'll just have. Keep. And yeah, it's not going to bring back the old games, but they did bring back Portable and mm-hmm. Golden, so they're both there. Yep. 
Whereas Sony, Sony is doing similar things, I guess, where they're doing these seventy dollar remakes of games that probably don't really need remakes, but they did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, Xbox seem to be doing it the way I like, where they're sort of really. I mean, they again, I said it like fifteen minutes ago, like when they were announcing Xbox original games could mm-hmm. run on Xbox One backwards compatible. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what Wizardry are using because it could read the discs as well. Couldn't... I'm pretty sure it could. Yeah, insane. I do, like, I do respect Xbox as just like in on that like all in on it yeah so there's some interesting stuff uh going forward like i think this was all like a little bit of a everyone got a little bit too excited and i think no news of a direct i think some people were just sort of like trying to latch on to having something to talk about for a while but i think it was worthwhile talking about phil hasn't helped oh yeah yeah, yeah. but there's that weak gap he never does even now even now in interviews and i get it i do get it but he's just like, yeah, we're not willing to say, oh, where is it? There's a piece from, one from the, uh, the Verge where he's being interviewed. They asked Phil Spencer. They were like, yes. you mentioned that Starfield and Indiana Jones aren't a part of the four, despite rumors. But will those ever come to PS5? Can you rule that out? And his response is, I don't think we should, as an industry, ever rule out a game going to any other platform. We're focused on these four games and learning from the experience. But I don't want to create a false ex- expectation on those other platforms that this is somehow the first four to get over the dam, and then the dam's going to open, and that everything else is coming. That's not the plan today. I don't want to miss. I also don't want to mislead customers on those other platforms. We're launching these four games, and we're excited about it. We're excited about the, the announce and everything else, but we'll see what happens for our business. And I get it, right? You're playing it vague. You're playing it loose. But mm. it's like, oh, Phil, please no. I can't. I can't live for more of this. No, it's yeah. It, yeah, he's throwing gas on this fire just that say, clearly is nothing. Just say no, place. man. I won't blame you for saying no. Just say no, and then if down the track you decide to change your mind and be like, oh, we did decide to do it, I wouldn't be mad about that no. either. Like, obviously, the people who would be mad, they're going to be mad anyway. Exactly, regardless. Or they're going to speculate and then get mad at the end. Yeah, it's... Yeah, okay. And sure, that's their fault. They did that to themselves, of but course. also just like, I just, I just don't trust people to not do that, and I'm mm-hmm. sick of listening to it. Yep. Yep, Absolutely. Um, well, hopefully you haven't been sick of listening to us, because Kyra, I think it might be an episode. I think it is. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Xbox, for clarifying what has been a agonising week of discourse that I'm so <laughs> glad that I tapped out of halfway through. Yes. Uh, if you want to support us, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram and Facebook, but not really active. But if you really want to chuck us some engagement there, feel free to. Yeah. It's, we pretty, might, it's pretty, pretty dusty over there. It might spark us to Yeah. Do I mean, something. I'd love to be free of Twitter, but like, yeah. I'm just, me and social, I'm just kind of just, it's the social media prison I live in. Yep. That's just where I am. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, but you can follow us there, where's dialogue options, and of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any sort of thumbs up, stars, reviews, shares, you can throw our, our way, definitely help and make all the difference. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where most recently I retweeted an update from Remedy that mm. Alan Wake 2 has since launch sold over 1.3 million copies, which may not seem like much, but it's made it the fastest ever, fastest selling ever game from Remedy, which is exciting. Hell yes. That's for digital only, which I, that's, that's the part that kind of impresses me. Pretty wild. Like yeah. From digital only that sold 1.3 million. That's and it's only had, ever selling game. it's only had one sale, well, I mean on PlayStation at least, but. Uh, it was on sale on Xbox, on, on Epic as well. Uh, yeah, but I think they might have had a couple on Epic, I think. Probably, yeah. But, yeah. So Epic did bankroll the game exactly so. yeah they can do what they want with it um yeah 
That's really cool. Very, uh, very cool. I also... It didn't come up last week. There was a, some weird confusion around Subnautica 2, which is a game I'm really excited for. Yes. Um, that's been clarified. Because it was weird. Like, the deve- like I think it was the publisher or something labeled it as like a games as service right everyone freaked out as you would mm-hmm. and they had to come out and be like no it's not it's not a games as service it's just a game we're going to update over time and you can play it single player or co-op i'm like oh okay cool that's fine that's yeah that's not a game to service that's just a game that's a that's a that's a living game yeah so it's, it's a, an mmo of sorts it's like if it's no battle passes on i'm like okay good that's all i needed to know yeah thank fucking god so that, that game's, like, right back up to the top of the game's list of games that I desperately want to play. Excellent. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it from me, Joel. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Mac. where the only thing I've tweeted about this week is um, I basically said I should be playing Persona 3 Reload, but after today I had to revisit an old friend. It's me watching Deadpool because we got the trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine this week. And oh, my God. I can't fucking wait. Holy shit. It looks so good. I can't believe how reserved they were with that trailer. Even though we've seen set photos and everything, they were still just like, nah, we're going to make you wait for it properly. Like, you can go back to your little set photos. We'll make you wait for it. Um, I think because of those set photos, they felt more comfortable being like, no, I mean, you've already seen it. Exactly, yeah. And you, can I, just, you can wait a bit longer. I respect them for doing so. Um, I've watched that trailer far too many times. I've watched trailer breakdowns. New rock stars have, like, a couple of trailer breakdowns up. Um, that are really good. Eric Voss is the fucking man, and I love listening to his stuff. I mean, stuff, people so. have been picking things out of it. Like, I honestly was very... When I watched it, I was like, neat. And then yep. sort of moved on. But mm. over the past week, I've seen people p- p- plucking up this and that. I'm like, oh, oh I never noticed that. I never noticed that. Didn't see Pyro. I didn't see that Secret Wars comic. The Secret Wars with comic. Doctor Doom on it. With, like, it was okay. Doctor Doom on it, but apparently that, that comic, that, and that comic run apparently is the one that sets up Battleworld. Which is what this is potentially all leading to. So, because then that that kicks off the events of Secret Wars. So, um, yeah. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, it, it, seriously, if you, if you are interested in that kind of stuff and you want to know more, like, go look up New Rockstar's videos, um, their trailer breakdowns. Eric Voss is, yeah, absolutely awesome at breaking down that shit and just, like, throwing out wild, harebrained, like, ideas into, into the wild. Um, and I'm um, very excited. There's, they've also got a merch stall, and they've got they've got a uh, uh, Deadpool Taylor Swift Errors Tour T-shirt, and I Amazing. desperately fucking want it. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been tweeting about. I'm just getting hyped I for Deadpool. I want her in Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, it's just just do it. The, all this it makes so much just sense. Do it. Like like it makes so much sense. Like she's friends with Blake Lively, which is Ryan Reynolds' wife. Like. Everyone's wanted her as Dazzler and like was like, "Hey, that kind of looked like her in Days of Future Past on that record in the record yeah. store." Do just it. Make, just make it happen. I, I've, we'll I'm, I, I am eighty percent certain it's happening. I, I hope. I'm eighty percent certain. I, I will hope. put on record here. That's where I'm at. I hope you're right. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Joel's locking it in here. Yeah. On there you go. This episode. Oh, right, cool. I guess we'll revisit this in like six months when we watch the movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, then, well, in that case, I'll let our wonderful theme song take us out, and we'll catch you all next time.
Mark Options Podcast.